What do you think about being here? It was one of the hardest things I've ever did in my life. Wow, yeah. a lot of paperwork, right? Yeah, and just they complicated. Call, I gotta be honest, like in Australia, whenever we hear about the United States, it's it's bad news. It's a weird world now to live yeah. in. I feel a bit shaky for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> just sure. like, yeah. Damn, dude. Well. I don't know what to say. It do be like that. Not in Australia anymore, yeah. guys. <laughs> There's some crazy stuff out there. Our kangaroos get really big. Wow. Yeah, no one knows that. Yeah, I got some crazy <laughs> shit out there too, right? Big ass bugs and stuff. Cool. Oh my God, a bug just <laughs> The whole set, I think I was closing my eyes, dude. <laughs> Wherever you went, we were with you, bro. Oh, you took that. us with you. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Bryce, your host of the Sugar Shack Podcast. We're back with another episode. And today, all the way from Australia, we got Cap Carter joining us at Sugar Shack. Come on, everybody. Give it up for Cap. We got our live audience here, Sugar Shack Sessions Experience, another amazing sold-out night. Shout out to Chef Greg for cooking up a storm on dinner. We had chicken piccata tonight with some scallops. Thank you so much, Chartreuse, for slinging drinks. Nick out here and Steve, they're crushing it. If you love the drinks, come on, get some love to the bar real quick. Let's go. Shout out to the hospitality team and everybody that made tonight possible. And Cap, dude, thanks so much for coming, dude. Holy smokes. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm so excited to jump into this convo. And your session was, I mean, Eddie said it earlier, it was captivating, man. It's amazing to hear your story. I can't wait for our channel to see this content and yeah. just absorb it and take it in. How are you feeling right now? I feel, um, I feel good. Yeah, like it's almost, it's always a, uh, an interesting feeling after shows, you know, it's just like, you, uh, I feel a bit shaky for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> just sure. like, yeah, trying to ground myself. Yeah, yeah, you said a little, you were feeling a little nervous. Yeah. Why, why was that? Why do you feel like you were feeling a little nervous? I, I think like, I, I don't tend to get nervous at shows anymore, but this one I just felt like, Maybe it's all the cameras. Yeah. It's an <laughs> intimidating cameras, thing, yeah. right? Like the space is so small and then there's just like equipment everywhere. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, think, I think that was it. I think it was the cameras. I was like, oh, I'm shying away. Yeah. I'm shying now. But uh, yeah, dude, that whole stepped set. up. That whole yeah. set, I think I was closing my eyes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, took, you took us with, wherever you went, we were with you, bro. Oh, you I took that. us with you, yeah. Um, incredible just to hear some of your story along, along the way as you've been just sharing your music with us. And I'd love to just dive more in. I mean, when, when did you pick up a guitar? Like, when was the first time you picked up a guitar and started playing and, and songwriting? Um, I first learned piano. Uh, okay, and, cool. and my dad, like, forced me to play. And I hated it for the longest time, but it's paid off. Yeah. Uh, so I'm grateful. But I first started playing guitar in high school. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what yeah. age were you when you, your dad made you, like, take piano lessons? Like 10 years old. Okay. <laughs> so he had you, like, getting, like, how long did you do that for? How long uh, I was, like, he... maybe a year. And then he, he sort of, like, figured out that I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But they gave you some foundations, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so what, what drew you to playing guitar when you were in high school? Um, I think it just, uh, I was just taught myself some chords and it just became, it was just cool just being able to write a song and everything like that. But you were already kind of like a attracted to music. You listened to music. Like yeah. what was that like? What influenced you to, to get to that point? So my, my mom was a professional DJ and it was cool growing up with her. Yeah. It was just like every, waking up every morning was like Motown. <laughs> like every, waking up every morning was like Joni Mitchell, like uh, Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash. So it was quite eclectic. And then when like, when we moved in with dad, when mum left, 
like it was all R&B and like hip hop because <laughs> my two older sisters loved their hip hop. So I think if you listen to my music, there's like a fusion of all of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely on the produced side. But this stripped down yeah. was way different. Like. Yeah. I feel like I hear so many different influences. I mean, what are some of the, your, your influences to that, that have produced your songwriting style? Um, that's real interesting because uh, you probably you don't notice this in my, in my, definitely not my singing and my lyrics, but uh, it's, it's so cheeseball saying it, but I'm a big fan of Whitney Houston. Cool. Like that's all that mum played at home and it was like real like emotive and it mm-hmm. was real like, like legacy music, music that's not for a trend. Music that's just like, you know, you can emote to, you know. Yeah. So I grew up with that. I grew up with Joe Cocker, Bruce Springsteen, like real. Like, and then more recently, like Bon Iver, Mumford yeah. & Sons. Yeah. And, that's awesome, man. There's some really cool, like, American indie bands I feel like I heard. And just, I don't yeah. know, I was like, man, it's just so, such a cool sound, dude. Right up my alley, man. I mean, I absolutely love it. And uh, uh, your first time being... In, in the U.S. Yeah. on this tour. So what's mm-hmm. that been like? I mean, you're Australia, you're an Australian native, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's it like being in the U.S. for the first time? Um, I've got to be honest. Like in Australia, whenever we hear about the United States, it's, it's bad news, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it, I'm going to be honest. We like, know, we know. <laughs> no, I just like, when, you, when you're from a small like suburb in Sydney and like that's all the news you get from a, tic- from a particular region, you, you sort of like, it's defined as that. Yeah. You know, but it was not, it was anything but that. Uh, we, you know, I think I was, I was telling some of the guys here, we took a, it was a five hour trip from uh, Sydney to Fiji our stopover and then Fiji to LA was 11 hours and then we didn't even have, we didn't even rest in LA we flew from LA straight away to New Orleans or Nolens I think New it was Orleans, there yeah there you go um, and and so and then 4 hours sleep and I was straight on to national TV wow like they, I had to do an interview on on one of the television stations there but down south like that was my first real experience of the United States in New Orleans and it, it was so welcoming yeah that's know? a cool first impression man yeah New Orleans that's a cool Slap in the face of American culture <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, it, was, it was real welcoming. And then from there, went to Mississippi, and it, like we stayed with a few friends there, and it was, it was nice, man. My my general impression is is lovely. Yeah, yeah. And how much longer are you here for? Uh, we leave Bonita Springs tomorrow. Uh, we got a few more um, days here in Florida, and then I go to New York City uh, um, for a show on Friday. Wow. Yeah. And you're you're supporting Teddy Swims right now? Is that right? Or no what's No, so I did. I Oh I, you did. Okay. Yeah. So I we I sort of reached out to him, slid straight into his DMs <laughs> and I was like, Yo man, you're coming you're coming to my town. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was like, please like, you know, it'll be the greatest opportunity and uh, he he was already following me on TikTok, which was nice. Wow. Yeah. So it's cool. He already had some context. He was mm-hmm. like, Let's do it. Yeah, like I messaged him and he replied back with a voice memo with my song Guns playing in the background. Sick. And I almost fainted, man. Wow. I was just like fanboying. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Um and so you, you had mentioned a little bit in, in your set that like, um, you know, just it's all happened quick for you within a year's time and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, like share a little bit about how quick this has taken off. And I mean, yeah. you did a little bit, but I'd love to hear in more detail just like even that, like going from just like, all right, I'm going to believe in my dreams and do this. And then within a year, you're, you're supporting some big acts and stuff like yeah. that. So how's that been for you? It's been, it's been one heck of a ride like because I'm, I'm, I really doubt my uh, ability sometimes as a musician and that's real honest like 
I was saying in my set that this time last year, I was doing these free shows all over the East Coast of Australia as a way of saying, yo, thank you guys. Like, I'm probably going to take up a normal, whatever that is, nine to five job. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought it was like, I thought my time was done. But uh, apparently not. Because, you know, when I started doing all these free shows around the country, um, the social media took off. Like, and I think people just genuinely loved seeing like an underdog story. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I was telling people, yo, I'm trying to make it through rehab and trying to nurse a broken heart. I'm just going to write a few songs and if you guys like it, let's go. Yeah. And I think that people just genuinely connected with them. Um, and, and then, yeah, we started selling out tours, supported Teddy Swims. I've, you know, I was on TV in Australia a few times and first day in, in America, I was on TV. So I think things are going up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it been like adjusting to life like this now? I mean, it's different. A shifting from like a nine to five to then like, okay, you're living... Life's a different lifestyle of a musician and an artist and, and what's that been like for you? Um, it's been, there's been some challenges because, uh, you know, it's, it's had to take a lot of trust in the process. Yeah. You know, trust that it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. Um, and it has been for the most part. So, like, I think it, the whole thing's uh, not only trusting the process but also uh, enjoying yeah. the process. Yeah. yeah. No, that's dope. Back to, I was just thinking about your time here in America and I, I wanted to ask, uh, I forgot to ask this a minute ago, like, what's the like weirdest thing you feel like you've seen here so far? That you're like, yo, that ain't, we ain't oh, home man. anymore. I know this, but it's, like, I feel bad for saying Do it, bro. Is this like PG rated this podcast? No, 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 you're good. Go for it. Go Dude, for like, it. We went, to, we went to New Orleans and like, like we were, oh man, this is so funny. We, we were driving on the road and some, some lady was holding this massive dildo yeah <laughs> they don't do that in australia where and, you're from. and like she was holding it like outside the fucking car dude she's like what showing everyone the world and and putting it in her mouth at the same time oh my god just on the road just on randomly the, she was she, she was in a car yeah and she was sticking her head out the window doing the thing and calling out to everyone and i was like not in australia anymore yeah. guys <laughs> And that was the weirdest shit I've We do seen. tend to exercise our freedom a little differently <laughs> here, I feel. I was like, yeah, she's putting it all in there, you know? I was like, I got it on video too. Wow. I was like, this is... Uh, wow. Yeah, that is pretty wild, even <laughs> for our standards, I got to admit. But you're in a wild city, so... <laughs> no, that's awesome, dude. Uh, and what is like, what's been some of your first impressions here at Sugar Shack? I mean, I know this is your first time here in, in America, but like, what do you think about being here? Oh, I love it. Um, a part of it, minus the cameras, felt like home because um, apart from the uh, parking lot shows we did, we, we do a whole heap of like house shows. Yeah. And I'd, I'd book these Airbnbs and I'd tell the, I'd tell the host, yeah, we're just going to have a party, probably have two, three people, then 40, 50 people would rock up. <laughs> and then we'd just, we just do these shows all over like, you know, uh, Australia just in Airbnbs. Sort of like similar vibe, again, minus the cameras. Yeah. So I feel real at home here. Yeah. And everyone's so lovely and welcoming. So. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. It's cool. Oh, my God. A bug just freaking... <laughs> fucking swamp bugs out here trying to kill me. That's sort of like Australia, too, hey? Yeah, right? Y'all got some crazy <laughs> shit out there, too, right? Big-ass bugs and stuff. Yeah. Even worse than here, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, there's some crazy stuff out there. Yeah, you guys saw, like, a gator. Yeah, we got some gators, but you guys got what? Crocodiles, Crocodiles yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you guys get like the saltwater ones? 
Yeah, but not not like up in not in like our, our areas here. But I think South Florida gets saltwater crocodiles, right? Like yeah, they get some big ones, smaller, smaller ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the gators here get like not big. They get big. Our kangaroos get really big. Yeah, we don't have those here. <laughs> yeah, we got like we got like. Dude, nine. kangaroos can be like you don't want to like come up on a kangaroo. Yeah, right? they get like, like nine nine feet. Yeah, they'll like, knock you the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. But there's a trick to them that people don't know because they only like. They only square up if you stand next to them. But if, like, they're squaring up against you and you, like, crouch, they crouch down with you. And then you can pet them. I see. Yeah, but so no one like knows that. So it's like a defense thing. Like, they're yeah. like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah, if you square up, they'll square up. And then if you crouch, they'll crouch. And then you're buddies after that. Just, like, instinctually they're kind of like that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no one knows that. So you get tourists that get headbutted by kangaroos. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, well, you deserve that because yeah. you squared up on him, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <that's so> <laughs> but so I will say that I was I was talking about kangaroos at my last show, and um, you guys don't know that we actually they're a delicacy. Like that you can you eat them right? Yeah, we yeah. eat them. Yeah, like I mean I don't. I, I mean don't, I'm I not like, surprised. By yeah, that. I feel like Australians are like grill it up, <laughs> put it on the barbie, you know? Yeah, like and and like I was telling a crowd that, and they got so upset, and I was just like. Yeah, we oh, eat them yeah. all the time. I'm like, no. Yeah, we're, we yeah. got a little soft here, but it's all right. It's all right. We're getting there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's awesome, dude. Um, you, you shared a lot about your story tonight and just kind of what led you here, man. And I mean, it's been inspiring for me, you know. I mean, y'all got to hear his story. I mean, a little bit of my backstory is I was in a, I was in a, a long committed relationship, an eight, eight-year-long marriage. Yeah. And, um you know, my, my dream as a teenager was to play music, yeah. you know what I mean, and, and be in a band and, and write. And somewhere along the journey to adulthood and getting married, I, I let that dream die, you yeah. know. And, um, and there was like six years of a span of time that my, all of my guitars sat in storage. Like, wow. It's like one of those things where you're just like dying to a piece of yourself, you know. Yeah. And then, um, and then life got bad and hard, and I essentially decided to light my life on fire, yeah, <laughs> just to wow. like get out, you know. And um, left my career job and shifted gears, went through a super gnarly divorce, and yeah. just really, really nasty stuff. But landed here in this community, you know what yeah. I mean? Kind of like fell out of this awful life experience, making some huge mistakes, and just regretting a lot of decisions I had made. And, and falling on my back in Sugar Shack. And, yeah. uh, and what came out of that was just a lot of writing. I just started writing a lot and, and um, stoked to pour into my own project. And so there are a lot of similarities. I feel like, you know, that as an artist, that even how you write. And so I'd love to hear a little bit more about your writing process and how, yeah. you know, what's that journey like for you when something's on your heart and you need to express it? Yeah, you know? um... For the longest time, I actually really struggled to differentiate whether my style of writing was healing or destructive Mm. because uh, I don't actually listen to my songs after I've released them. I mean, I I sing them on stage and that's different Mm -hmm. than playing it on Spotify or something like that. For me, it's just like some of these songs, especially the first EP, uh, they were birthed from a real like... Like I was in rehab writing these songs, and I was in suicide watch. Like mm. they they deemed me like a high risk, um, so I technically like couldn't like even leave the you know rehab, but I was sneaking out like just to try get the songs done in the studio. 
you know. Uh, eventually, found out that then we had to like sort of, you know. Did they adjust things for you? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because they 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 saw that um, I found purpose mm-hmm. in the music, and you know, similar story. Like uh, I was married young. You know, I got married real young. And yeah, what, just out of curiosity, when did you get married? Like early twenties, like yeah. 20. I got married when I was nineteen. Yeah, I did. Twenty, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, well, uh, what, what do we <laughs> know what do we about? Know? What do we know about all that? You know, and it uh, was just like, uh, you know, somewhere along the way you change and you don't tell each other. Yeah. Or you don't even know that you change. Yeah. And suddenly you're in love with a stranger, and uh, and it was. Uh, it was the weirdest feeling in the world. I've been chasing this music dream since I was like. 10 years old and mm. uh, and I, I, I met uh, my now ex in high school and I didn't even know how to play guitar at the time. I just sang and so she was there when I first wrote my first song, there when I first, uh, you know, played guitar and then, you know, suddenly you're selling out shows in cities you've never been to and she's not there anymore and mm. you got to retrain your brain to be like, right, you got to do the dream for yourself now. Mm. And that's actually, there have been some moments that hit really hard during this tour, specifically this tour. And uh, this is my first USA tour um, and we do tours all over Australia, but some, and this is real candid now and real, you know, like, you know, you go through shows sometimes and, it, and it's just like, oh, right, you're doing this for yourself now, Cap. You, you don't have a partner anymore. Mm. you got to... This is your dream now. But before, like when I got signed, it was just like, hey, I think the conversations were, I think I can do this music dream to, you know, uh, fund our family, mm-hmm. you know. And so retraining yourself, especially during tour and grounding, is, is, it's been crazy. Yeah. yeah. You feel like, I mean, it's all been a lot and fresh for you. I mean, have you been, as you've been writing and evolving and, and kind of growing through this, uh, has has it been challenging for you to create new content that's not tied to all of that pain? Or yes, like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it can be challenging, Good right? Because <laughs> you're like, all right, yeah. now what do I do? <laughs> yeah, every single song has been. It's because a 15 year relationship. Yeah, it's 15 years, and like, it's only been two years now. Finalized the divorce in December, mm. and that was so tough, dude. Because it was mm-hmm. just like, I'm finalizing a divorce. That I, that I never wanted. I never wanted the, the divorce. I tried to fight for it. But at the same time, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to plan a world tour, you know? So I had to balance that, the marvelous and the messy, and to, yeah. s- to, to live life in between has been tricky. Yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to write some new stuff, man. Yeah. I'm trying to write some new ones for sure. Um, There's something, though, about deep pain that you yeah. can draw from. Yeah. You know what I mean? On an artistic level that sometimes even for me, it's just like, I, I don't have it in me to write a happy song. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It feels forced if I'm yeah. singing about the sunshine and the birds singing as, or something. Like yeah, that. as you're speaking, I'm trying to search like my catalog right now. <laughs> yeah. My mental catalog is just like, come on, Cap, you got a happy one somewhere. <laughs> come on, brother. No my, shame my brain's here, bro. literally like, come on, bro. We got some emos at heart here. <laughs> we we love that shit. We love it. It's a part of life, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and it's a beautiful thing to to be able to express pain and, and deep emotion through through mm. our art, you know, and mm. to be vulnerable enough to kind of put your heart out there and just be like, here's my heart. Yeah. Do you like it? You know? Oh, dude, and the worst thing is, like, you know, I've built a following on TikTok and like 
it, it's just so telling of like where I'm at and where I've been because I'll take happy songs and not and unknowingly turn them sad. Yeah. <laughs> can I? Sh- can I, I'll show you. Yeah, show yeah, one. yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. I had this like. I'll take really, these. really happy songs and unknowingly make them fucking miserable. <laughs> like, look, this one went. Uh, this one went viral on TikTok, and. Uh, you got to be careful these days what you put on social media because if it blows up, you're stuck with it. That's yeah? true. It's, it's with you. Yeah. And so I, I did a cover of this. Can you hear me calling out your name? You know that I'm falling and I don't know what to say. Speak a little louder. I'll even shout. You know that I'm proud and I can't get the birds out. And I won't go into the chorus, but that's that's fleet. Uh, <laughs> see what I'm saying? It's, it's hit really, it, hit it, hit it. Can hit you it. hear me calling out your name? It's supposed to be like that. Right, right, But I've right. made it fucking miserable. And, and it blew the fuck up on TikTok. Blew the fuck that's up. right. Let's go, Cav. Come on, everybody. Hell yeah. In, there's uh, in, interestingly enough, I will say this. This is this. There's one song that I covered, um, and it, again, it's by Fleetwood Mac as well. And I, I covered "Landslide." It was 26 seconds of "Landslide," and it was so random. I was just like, I just chose my favorite part of the song, and I just put up a tripod in a warehouse. 26 seconds of the song, put it up, went to sleep. The next the next week, 300,000 new followers. Whoa. And it was just... And it's got to be crazy for you because yeah. like you were saying earlier, like, you know, and I'm 32 and it's like, we come from a different world. Like, we're yeah. like, what? Like, yeah. now now what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. All this content and these yeah. followers and stuff. It's a weird world now to live yeah. in with platforms like this. Absolutely. And um, it sort of forced my hand because like I was trying to sell out Australian shows, but my TikTok was all US based. Yeah. So no one wanted, no one cared about Australian shows. So I had to plan some US shows. Yeah. You know? And then I played a, uh, we, we had a, this New Orleans festival and we came so close uh, to getting a meeting with uh, Stevie Nicks. Whoa. We came so close. Her management had replied and wanted to uh, meet, but she came down with COVID uh, yeah. during that time. And I was just like, man, that would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been really cool. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll happen again, man. It looks like things are just going up for you, yeah. dude. And I'm, I'm stoked to see the dream come alive for you. It's got to feel so fulfilling, man. Yeah. It's just got to be like, I mean, I, it's got to be hard, but it's also got to be fulfilling, right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're doing it now. You're... Absolutely, the dream, dude. Absolutely, it, it feels good knowing um, you can work hard for something and 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 obtain it. You know, yeah. I think there's something to be said. I'm obviously like I'm not where I want to be, and I don't think I'll ever will be because I'm just real hard on myself. But there's something to be said when a, a, a small town kid from Australia says, "Yo, London, I want to come out play a show," and then we got like a we sold out within a week. Yeah. I'm on my second London show and my second Dublin show and I got four festivals in the UK. There's something to be said. I've never been to Hollywood. I've never been to LA. We sold out the Hollywood show. Yeah. And then we sold out, uh, I got the Rockwood Music Hall in Manhattan next week. We've sold that out. And this is just you know? TikTok fans making this dream possible, yeah, right? They, your TikTok fans funded this tour. Yeah. yeah. Badass, bro. I need to say, like, applying for a visa 
as a musician, as a, as a professional musician, <laughs> applying for the visa for the United States was one of the hardest things I've ever did in my life. Wow, yeah. a lot of paperwork, right? Yeah. And just they complicated. Call, yeah, they call it an O-1-B. The, the, the title of the visa is Extraordinary Ability Visa. <laughs> you had to, I had to prove to your government that I have extraordinary ability. <laughs> and, and you did. And they took my and they took my fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Dude, it was it was an expensive visa, but worth it. But it was the it was an adventure just trying to get it. Yeah, man, it's yeah. gnarly. That shit, embassies, <laughs> all that shit gets gnarly, bro. Mm-hmm. You see what's up with the country for real when you got to get all up in the embassy. Yeah, like I've had I've gone to other countries and stuff, and it's like that. It's like a shit show, and you're like, damn, bro, they got to get it together for sure. Yeah, but it's they crazy. they asked about like they asked things like yeah. Um, and I, I get it. I do get it. It's not me complaining, but they ask stuff like about your criminal history yeah. and stuff like that. And I had to sit down and be like, do I have any police records? <laughs> Thankfully, I don't. But yeah. it, was just like, it was just real searching. Did I do anything stupid in, in my teens? You know? like, yeah. But it's legit, man. Yeah. And, then we, we, and then, you know, we have this UK tour. We're not even flying home after uh, New York. We do it all over again in London, uh, you know, in, all over Ireland. Um, but the, the visa application for the UK, like... It took an hour. <laughs> yeah. You have to like print out a paper or yeah. something, right? It took yeah. one hour and it was free. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, man. Damn, dude. Well, I don't know what to say. It's, <laughs> it's, it do be like that. I don't call the shots. I'd let you come in for free for sure. But, uh, Cap, dude, thank you so much for just coming and hanging. Y'all, come on. Can we give it up for Cap Carter? Thank you. Dude, just amazing music, amazing singer-songwriter. Can't wait to hear just what comes out, you know, what, what, what more you put out. What, what do you have planned? You, you got any new music? I know Love, Love you just dropped, mm-hmm. but anything else that you have on the horizons? Yeah, I'm actually releasing a new song, and uh, you guys are the, are the first ones to have, like, sort of heard it tonight. I did it during my set. Oh, nice. Uh, it was called Good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just, you know, it's, it's sort of an interesting point in my journey musically and personally because... Uh, after coming out of that, it's it's still quite fresh. Yeah. Like, you know, divorce and rehab and, and trying to, like, you know, pursue recovery. It's, this is only last year, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, so it's still quite fresh. And I've released this new song. Oh, I'm releasing this new song called Good because it was just a way of really just validating myself and saying, hey, kid, like, I think you're going all right. I think yeah. you're doing good. So, uh, yeah, so it's called Good. Stoked to hear it. Make sure you follow Cap Carter on Spotify. Stay on the lookout for his single Good Drop. And when's that dropping, Cap? Um, May 17th. May 17th. Awesome. Be on the lookout for that. Make sure you share this with your friends. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Hit that like button. Cap, any final words for the Sugar Shack fam? What a life. What a life. Let's go, baby. Hey, come Thank on. So let's much. give it up one more time for Cap Carter and everybody here. An amazing night, everybody. That's a wrap on this episode of the Sugar Shack Podcast. We'll see you next time. Later. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, dude. Dude, thanks for being vulnerable, man. Sugar Shack, I'll play the show, yeah.